Yeah, right. Uh, welcome uh, back or something. Ah, <coughs> uh, yeah, just gonna start recording. Uh, we'll gather and whatever. Uh, just finished an exercise, so feeling like maybe I could yap some. Sorry about the aircon there in the car. It's gonna blow myself out of it for a minute. It's really hot. <coughs> Last few days, great weather. Um, I'm sure in hotter places that's not so good um, because it'd be too hot. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, <clears throat> what am I going to talk about? Well, um, one of the things I listened to just very quickly skimmed through it because I had an idea what way it would be structured it was a podcast uh, hoaxed by this barrister and um, he, he, he did a whole uh, investigation thing he worked for I think <coughs> the Times excuse me <coughs> the London Times I better take a drink no no drink okay whatever uh, he worked for the London Times and I think some other paper before and I think he's a barrister of law or something but also sort of an investigative journalist so he investigated um, the Hampstead case with the kids saying about the satanic abuse. Now they ended up back with their father and like the conspiracy was nobody really believed the father. Uh, the father eventually became this, got a lot of money in this business with the kids sort of sludge, what do you call them? Smudge toys, the, the sort of slime, some kid slime or something toys if I remember correctly um, and they ended up back with him but um, and there's all sorts of video footage the police video footage and all this where the kids seem very convincing and very look like they believe in what they're saying however he gave a clip that I think I heard before as well there was one or two clips where they said they were lying about all that like it wasn't the truth and um, like I think I did see them clips before but I was like you know maybe the police told them to say that just to get it on record or something because of the lengthy story and the, all the other details they gave about everything else how could kids so young do that you know anyway so the spin he was taking on it and obviously you're supposed to trust him because he's a barrister and all this kind of stuff so he was saying it was a big hoax and the kids were lying. And that the perpetrators of the hoax were his um, his mother and his uh, her uh, boyfriend. I think she was Russian and he was Moroccan or something? or Possibly, something like that. Um, or maybe Russian too, I don't know. Anyway, he tried to he did seem to try and delve into it a bit and the conclusion he came to was yeah basically that was it they were perpetrating this big hoax and that the kids were lying and all this kind of stuff and yeah I was I always wondered if that was the case then how come they weren't you know brought to justice you know um, because I was fairly convinced I have to say from the police 
footage, the interview that the kids did. And it's fairly gruesome, the details, you know, they go into, you know, cutting heads off and all this kind of stuff. This is, you know, and you think like, how could kids do that if it's not true or say that kind of thing? <clears throat> but anyway, uh, his case was fairly convincing as well. I won't just automatically trust him just because he's a barrister and all that kind of stuff. Uh, in fact, probably the, the opposite. You know, people in those sort of structures of powers are more dubious of than anybody. But he presented the case very well. Um, he even tried to, like, interview them. I think the mother and, and the guy as well. And... Um, <clears throat> No, it was quite, it was quite good. It's called Hoaxton. You can just find it. it's a podcast from um, whoever he worked for. It's, it's a particular company or something called Tortoise or something. Of course, he didn't just get out there and do it on his own, which might tell you something else. I don't know. <coughs> but um, yeah, <coughs> I need really need a drink. <coughs> There's none in the car. Um, maybe I could lower this aircon down a bit now. Might be able to hear me a bit easier. Um, roll up the windows, maybe. But, uh, yeah, so that was interesting. I just kind of flicked through. I knew I had a good idea how he was going to present it and everything else. I remember going past it before, and I didn't want to um, listen to it, because I was like, I bet that's just a bunch of fucking bull to sort of clear up the satanic crap and all this. But... You know, of course, he goes into more details, like there was no evidence found and all this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, maybe that's true, maybe it isn't, you know. But, um, so I've kind of changed my mind on it, considering the way he presented it was, was pretty good. Although it was left a little bit inconclusive, I would say. There's plenty of people that would still disagree with it. And of course, the way he put it was, well, if you still believe that now, then you're stupid kind of thing. Well, no, you didn't fucking... It's not a closed case, you know? So, and in that sense, you know, as well, people are sort of pinning stupidity on you or whatever. I'd, be, I'd still be dubious of that side of the story. But, however, he presented a good case that that's what happened and um, you know a friend, friend of mine had a similar interpretation when I asked him why and stuff he, had, he didn't really have the details he didn't really understand why he thought, it, thought that was the case but I guess that was just his hunch um, but now that I have evidence to the contrary or whatever perspectives to the contrary whatever whatever word you want to use perspective or something um, it does uh, that could very well be the case as well I suppose hmm interesting but that was that was a huge case and uh, you know it sparked a lot of a satanic panic and stuff like that um, but of course it wasn't the only one and it's not the only thing going on you know, he, he was kind of going against saying, oh, you know, people in power aren't involved then in all these um, elite sort of trafficking groups and all this kind of stuff. Whereas, like, there's loads of evidence that there is 
you know um so you know and then he's trying to use that to shut the rest of it down or something so I, that part of it makes me suspicious of the other the other side you know when a when official dumb comes down on anything and go and just says this is definitely the official thing that you have to sort of fall in line like there's a pied piper and you just you follow that that's what you have to follow you know i'm most suspicious of that than anything the case in point with all this um ufo stuff coming out now and uh you know the guys nick pope and all these other guys coming out going no no this is very serious and you know putting on their most serious face yeah everyone's just like yeah right just like okay show us the bloody aliens then you know uh anyway that was something i, I browsed yesterday oh but the other things was um charlie not charlie brooker charlie 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 motorbike motorbike his dad was a director lives in wicklow i don't know if i mentioned this already uh you know with ewan mcgregor long way down halfway around whatever it was long way up and then he did these other ones as well what the hell what kind of a, i don't remember his surname Bro broomer boomer no anyway yeah charlie right he, and i was just looking at as well um the race to dakar as well that he did bloody hell that's something on prime i was watching on prime and uh yeah someone died in it i think apparently much like the isle of man uh, tt race people die in that every year and i think the the race to dakar i think they used to call paris dakar it used to be from paris but i think and it was from Lisbon that time or something. I mean, when they did it, I think it was 19... Was it 1996 or 2006, I think? And apparently it was the first time uh, that uh, a woman ever finished. I think she did it on a bike, too. I mean, I can't imagine doing that on a bike through all the sand dunes and everything. It really did look like hell, and they said it was. Charlie couldn't finish it. The other guy couldn't. There's three of them that did it. They have to have the support van. There's planes going around following them all these planes landing to have all their stuff ready for their when they stop and they rest after 800 kilometers or whatever whatever it is i don't know if that's the exact number and so um yeah it just looked really difficult but it was, it was great that they covered it the cameras i'm sure there must be other documentaries on the dakar race and people are paying 150,000 or more pounds like $200,000 or something to, to do this race. And then you want to see how they get treated when they when they lose, when they kind of back out or they fail or whatever. Uh, or when they, maybe not fail is not the right word, but, you know, just sometimes give up or injured. Or there's these sweeper trucks that go around and collect. And this guy was like stuck there for two days and it's running out of water and Jesus. It's really unbelievable. It was really very well documented as well it was very well it was very very good um race to dakar charlie 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 <laughs> ah why is his surname escaping me you'll find it anyway 
and he did a couple of them other ones then which were uh well the the long way around or whatever with he did with Ewan McGregor and then but he did a couple on his own Extreme Frontiers he did where it was mostly Canada I think and there was other ones though I did, actually I didn't get a chance to watch the other ones so the, I think there is there's probably some other ones I must have a look at them and uh, it's, it's pretty good it's pretty good some of the times they don't use the best cameras for the footage I guess they just want to catch enough to, to fit the story in it works out anyway um, there's another one he did Extreme Frontiers there's Race of Dakar and I uh, forget the other one but I think I, I'm pretty sure I watched it probably a while ago and then of course the ones with Ewan McGregor which I I think I watched years a long time ago um, see I like them sort of travel travel series with bikes um i suppose it'd be interesting to see they do trucks as well and cars in the dakar so i think i have seen a little bit of footage on them before but it's absolutely i think it was like i think they, they said 75 percent failure rate that year or something like three thirds of people didn't finish the race the hardest race in the world and, and they paid money, lots of money to do it just for the just to say they did it. It's a, I think a, yacht, a, a lot of yacht racing is like that as well. There's not a hell of a lot of prize money or something. It's just like, but they pump a lot of money into it. So they're sponsored by all sorts, Rolex and all sorts. Yet, I don't think there's much um, much to win in it. I think it's similar with the Dakar. I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to Google that. There's probably some. I mean, if you're up at the top, I presume there's some sort of commentation if you're at the first second or third or something um, but otherwise I think it's just the prestige or something of finishing it um, and another thing I heard Frank and uh, Nora saying on the overnight scape uh, sometimes I just catch things he says sometimes like I said that there's another one that he said that I said um, about about uh, the occult and he was like oh but I can't help dabbling in it I was like, I said that as well. That's another thing I said like ages ago. Um, because I was at the time kind of looking into the, uh, what's it called? The Kabbalah and all that. And that's the time when I was, what you do is you kind of look at the world as if you're sending everything to God, all your feelings, whatever you think God is, the universe or something, it doesn't have to be God. But that you're flowing everything up to this higher realm all your experiences what you see what you feel everything kind of like a loop and let it send back down whatever it feels or whatever it's something like that or it's some sort of cycle connection with the divine or something but you have to do it sort of constantly it's actually very difficult to do being it's kind of being conscious all the time and um like you could probably do it for a few minutes but doing it all day it's another thing but i remember when i did it again it was very weird sort of uh inner world meet the outer world thing and I think I mentioned it before like I saw a car flipping over and um, you know but I felt like some of my will was imposed on it this is a long time ago now um, 
but then as, as soon it was like the very same was like within an hour or something because I had gone on my walk and when I came back there was a big uh, fire brigade there and a car had flipped over right in the middle of a like a housing estate which you'd never see a car flipped over there I was like okay did I did I make that happen or did I like see see a bit like what the hell that was it was a really weird it was a strange one like because even when I thought it, I was like, oh, better not think of that. If the, like, if there was my will imposed on it, then I don't want it. Because, because I felt that my will saying, oh yeah, you'd want that to have to see something exciting maybe or something. You know, like you're watching a movie or something. And then I was like, oh no, I don't want, I don't want that to happen. But it then did that make it happen? <clears throat> it's it's a strange world when you get into it when you see things like that happen I suppose that you can always just put things down to coincidences and all that but it does make you believe that um, whatever it is the quantum world or something exists that something the inner world can affect the outer world as you know the usual manifestations and all that kind of stuff yeah of course wish I could do it for for a hundred million dollars you know let me think let me take that and pose my will on that and let that appear in front of me in an hour brilliant yes yeah i like that to work all right so obviously there's something else to it um who knows uh yeah and the other thing frank was i was like i did that on the on the my older podcast as well the one of the first trampler samplers i think when he was doing the the uh chips chips and the knuckles and stuff. I was like, oh, that's exactly what I did as well. Um, and PQ, you forgot to put my show of shows in your next um, central. Although, I also forgot to do the next central, so touche, I suppose. Um, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Never. It never gets played. It doesn't matter. Wasn't that good? Um, that's it for now, I suppose. I'll be right back. There we go. I've waffled for 18 minutes. You're a waffler. I've always been a waffler. Better end my workout on my watch and I better uh, go have a shower. Be right back. All right, a uh, couple of days later, still August. Um, I'm not exactly sure what I was talking about last time, but I get a few minutes. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I sent a thing to Frank. I don't know if he saw it, a little TikTok about, because he always goes on about uh, Paul being dead, the member of the Beatles, Paul McCartney. And um, there was a thing that came up on TikTok, all these stars calling him Billy. And saying hello, Billy, and giving him hugs and stuff. And uh, <clears throat> so, I the name that they're saying who he really is is Billy Shears Campbell. So apparently, this is well known to those who know, kind of thing. But the wider world is not aware, and that many other people are not aware of so many things that go on in the world, you know, in the wider world. But anyway. Billy Shears Campbell. 
Apparently. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> maybe it is. Um, another thing I kept hearing about quite a bit is the uh, quantum financial system, uh, or QFS. Now, a lot of people I know are on about the CBDCs, the central banking digital currencies, which is different. And they're saying, so There's that's sort of the first stage of it. The second stage is the quantum financial system, depending which one you believe, whatever. So the central ban banking digital currency, people are saying, oh, they're trying to push this on us. They don't want cash anymore so they can trace everything and yada, yada. So people don't want it. They want the cash. But the quantum financial system is more like, well, some people might attribute, attribute it more to like sort of QAnon type of thing because um, <clears throat> it's sort of a savior thing. Most people who talk about the quantum financial system or QFS are like, well, we're going to be saved because this will be decentralized, not, not a centralized uh, digital currency, but a decentralized digital currency that the banking sector cannot stop and will be put out of business because it will be decentralized. In other words, the people will own it. The world will be given back to the people, the financial system back to the people. I know certain countries, isn't it BRICS, B-R-I-C-S, Brazil, uh, India, uh, China. Apparently, they've. I don't know if, if it's backed by gold now, they're, they're on this BRICS thing. I haven't looked too much into it, but I've heard about that as well. Uh, but also quantum financial system. Um, so that might be something else if you're interested in to have a look about. Um, TikTok is quite handy that way. You can type in quantum financial system and just start uh, scrolling and it'll just give you all the things and you can find out quite quickly within about 10 TikToks. If you're pretty up to speed, you'll find about, you know, what you get a general kind of summarize summarization. Like people can fit quite a bit into a three-minute video. Um, or ask ChatGPT to summarize it for you, which I could do right now if you really wanted. Um, I don't know, comment below if you really want that. But there you go. Uh, the other thing is, obviously, it's terrible what happened in Dubai, in Hawaii, um, and all that. But uh, the conspiracy about that is directed energy weapons. And I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before because I knew about it before well before Hawaii because I saw it on and I think I've mentioned before as well Dutch Since D-U-T-C-H-S-I-N-S-E on YouTube he's going he's been going for a long time and he, he will always kind of his introduction will always be hello it's kind of this kind of deep voice he's been doing it I think almost every day or every week for a long 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 time years and years and years I used to watch this guy long years ago and he would um, show all the earthquakes all around the world all the time and report on them and <coughs> excuse me give predictions <coughs> excuse me on on what might happen next because you know if something happens on one side of the world on a <clears throat> Excuse me, I didn't bring any water here. I hear some water. On one side of the world, on a uh, tectonic plate, then it can it can happen on the other side of the world or something like that. I remember him saying stuff like that. Anyway, Dutch since he recorded um, things that looked like directed energy weapons, DEW, 
or some lasers from space, from satellites or whatever it was, before some wildfire started. This is many, many years ago. And he, when he said that, his soon as he said that, his, his channel was fine, no problems before that. But as soon as he started talking about that, he noticed something strange. His channel was in jeopardy and he was getting shut down by YouTube all the time then. And then he had to kind of stop talking about it to, and continue to continue covering um, earthquakes all over. But uh, so something I, I was aware of. And if you'll believe me, I did see the Sim everyone's talking about the Simpsons footage of this of an energy directed weapon in a you know in an episode and this blue thing covered in tarp and um when I saw that before long before not too long before I think a couple of months it was, it was this year or last year when I seen it um a clip of it and I was like that means something when I saw the blue tarp was what it was covering I was like that means something the blue and believe it or not I said to myself because this is what they're saying that the blue um is what the directed the, the laser ha is not targeting because something I heard about some someone saying they're working with lasers when you're working with lasers there's a specific color that does not bounce back or something like that so the theory is, so the things that survived, you can look it up, are these blue umbrellas, a house with a blue roof, a blue car perfectly intact with not even the tires melted, with everything else burned around it. Anything blue um, was not touched. You know, you can find these examples in uh, footage and stuff of the Hawaii uh, wildfires, I suppose, and we'll put that in quotes. Um, but I did see that before, the blue tarp in the Simpsons episode. And I said, that blue means something. And I said to myself, I wonder, does that mean that everything else around it will be destroyed except the blue things? And then I thought to myself, don't be so bloody crazy. You know, <laughs> it's just so weird. So again, things that are so trippy that I notice even online. And then, and then it comes out then, you know, a couple of months later, this actually happened. You know, I'd have never expected that thought to become reality, you know. Um, it's really fucking strange, the life I live, honestly. The inner life, like for, for that to happen to anybody, <clears throat> you'd be just like, what? But it happened, I'm telling you. So anyway, I'll just take a drink of water here. Mmm. <clears throat> mm. So yeah, Billy Shears Campbell, Quantum Financial System, Directed Energy Weapons in Blue White, Blue in Hawaii. Um, yeah, and the other thing was, uh, you know, if it, it can, I can imagine, you know, when I was explaining before about the one thing versus the other, I'm just reading, I'm continuing reading, I'm on page maybe 130 or something of Unmasking Autism by Dr. Devin Price, and he was just going on about <clears throat> how a lot of autistics could can be um, really attracted to cults and stuff like that. And uh, this is what I talked to Frank Nora about on the Overnightscape before, because he was like interested in years ago starting a cult when he was really young. And I said, I was saying to him before about like, I'd actually, you know, at some point, at some point I was like interested in being in some sort of cult because... Because of my nature, because it's, it would be more comfortable me to ha for me to have something 
more aligned and to tell me what to do and to know how to approach life and to have every little single thing um, structured for me so I don't have to, um, you know, be so existential. And Frank was like, no, no, they're not good. It's not good, it's not, you know. But I was coming from a more psychological perspective of why it would be good for my particular... Um, but at the time I didn't know about autistic personality now I'm becoming more comfortable with saying the word because some people just don't like saying the word autistic so I'm getting used to saying autistic, autistic, autistic there's nothing wrong with autistic or being autistic or saying the word autistic just get used to that bloody word autistic <laughs> unfortunately that's what it's called, autistic okay and you, you don't have to be um, you know at an autistic level that you look autistic to be autistic it's inside, it's in the mind uh, that book will tell you all about it if you're interested in it. Um, yeah, De by Dr. Devin Price. Uh, about halfway through it now. But uh, it was it was mentioning that. It was also mentioned how you can tell if you're in a cult. Um, because some things that are memberships or fraternities, and you, you know, they're not exactly cults, and you wouldn't know. But one of the things he was saying is that if you can recognize is that if it's, if it's, us versus them mentality all the time. Like if you're targeting, if the people outside are always wrong and you're always right, that's like, that's pretty much like very cultish, you know. If the outside people are always, they're the ones that are wrong. And then if you're worried about being wrong all the time or questioning any part of it um, for being wrong and that kind of stuff, then you have a good idea that you're in a cult. All right. Of course, there's lots more information out there if you want to go looking for that type of stuff. Um, and for some people, they may not want to because, well, it can be easier to stay in a kind of cog cognitive cognitive dissonance and exactly what I was talking about, I suppose. Um, also, and then the other thing um, I had written down there earlier was, um, where is it gone? Yeah, so you can imagine somebody saying, well, it's just like supporting a football team. This is who you support. You support this side, and you don't really support the other side. You're supporting. That's exactly what it's like. No, it's not really. No, that's quite different. Like, you're, you're supporting something that does things on, you know, most people or bad things on most people on the outside. You're affecting people, and that it's not very different than... You know, whoever kicks the ball into a net wins the most, and your support ones wearing red than blue. Uh, that's a very, that's a very different type of thing. So no, it's not like just who you support. Um. So what else did I have written down here? I said the egregore thing. I haven't really looked more into that. There was one. Uh, I might have mentioned this before. I'm not sure, but there was one TikTok a while ago. This must have been last year or something, but I found it particularly entertaining, and I don't know if I'll be able to convey it the humor of it as much as the, as much as the video did. But o'clock, you know, what time is it? Oh, it's three o'clock. Oh, o'clock. Yeah, it's three o'clock. Yeah, o'clock. So it's three o o'clock. Yeah. O'clock. <laughs> it's hilarious that we say that still, isn't it? Like, of the clock. It's three of the clock. <laughs> you know, o'clock. O'clock. It's, it's just mad that we even still say that, isn't it? What time is it? Four. O'clock. Yep. 
four, four, four o'clock. Oh, o'clock? It's four o'clock. <laughs> I just find that hilarious. Sorry. Okay. Well, um, that's the update for now, I guess. And um, I'll be back later. What was all that about? I don't know. But that was interesting. Check out that. Directed energy weapon beings. Again, it's not just me talking bollocks. Go look at it. You'll find it in seconds on YouTube. You know, the umbrellas, the car, the house, whatever. And, um, yeah, people are like, are we really saying the government's like shooting lasers down in space to do it? Yeah. Of course, the other thing was they're saying um, they wanted it to be this fifteen modern fifteen minutes city, and the the richer people uh, wouldn't sell their houses or something. There was something about it, and now they can buy them for pennies on the dollar. And not only that, they can actually evict them from their um, their houses now or something like that. Some something going on. Um, so, is that just convenient? Is that just a coincidence? Is it directed energy weapons? You make your own mind up. And go research it if you want to. But I know you won't. Because everybody's just like... Couldn't be bothered putting in energy into finding out anything these days. You're just like, I'm too busy with my own life. Right? Um, but if you're a little bit curious... You know... Go have a look at least. Alright? So that's that. And then there's a quantum financial system. Um... Quantum financial system. I don't know how much more I could say about it. I know I know Ripple's been everywhere, being like adopted as this other thing, but that's more the D C B D C's end of things. Um quantum financial system, I believe, is quite a different thing. Um so how it all turns out, I don't know, but they're definitely trying to remodel a new world, a new financial world, and I suppose we'll see way that comes about as some people are saying it's actually running parallel to the to the real system at the moment to just to um uh make sure that it's it's working and then they'll do the switch over at some stage because you know rolling out products or whatever is very uh difficult that large in large populations and stuff like that and, and i'm sure it is difficult you know to keep the world running and keep society in order and you know i'd rather the structures that we have still be in place rather than um, having, you know, just like to have structure is, is important. And have, yeah, I think I've, I've said that before. Yeah, so, yeah, who knows? Um, we'll just have to, I suppose, watch this space and I'll, I'll be right back. Another day and uh, there he goes. Speaking about that, you know, predicting type thing before. And I remember one that I think I forgot to say was, um, I think it was last year or maybe the year before, something like that. It's quite a while ago. And I just remembered because I was out yesterday near Dunleary and the folks, and it reminded me to tell them as I was telling the other strange stuff. And uh, so I was just this place in Dunleary. Dunleary is this place in, I guess it's Dublin. It's like a pier, harbour. And uh, this thing, they're famous for swimming for a long time called the 40 foot, I think it's called. And uh, 
one day I was out there and I was looking over and a thought entered my head and what I didn't know was a thought or was telepathy from someone else. When I was looking over, over the wall, kind of down over the edge, uh, the thought or the telepathy came into my head that I just missed David Letterman standing there, you know. And I thought, what a silly thought, you know, David Letterman in, in Dunleary. Yeah, yeah, right, you know. Uh, but the thought was, yeah, you just missed him five or ten minutes ago. He was standing there. All right, that's weird that stuff recording there. I kept talking and I didn't realize it stopped recording. So, yeah, it was, to continue on then, uh, I've already started my walk, so excuse the hunting. But, um, yeah, I thought, what a silly thought, you know. David Letterman's standing there. Yeah, right. And then I guess it was about maybe a year later or something, I saw on Disney Plus, David Letterman in Ireland. Guess where you're standing? Right in that spot, in the 45. And uh, I, I, think, I think it was on Disney Plus. I think that's where it was. And uh, I think the story was on YouTube. He was over visiting Bono on the Edge. I don't know if it was him doing the story on them or... I can't remember exactly. I'll have to go back and check it again. But... It's there anyway, and he was there in that spot. So, did I just miss him on that day, or is it just a coincidence that I had that thought? Uh, I'll leave that up for you to decide, but anyway. And as I was explaining it yesterday, I didn't include the telepathy part, but my um, stepfather said uh, that was probably telepathy. <laughs> so, even he was, uh, I you call it, aware enough or um kind of enlightened enough to to have a perspective like that so uh and he said he has experienced things like that as well so <clears throat> yeah i guess these things do do happen you know to others um even those that i guess you think it doesn't happen to so i guess it's not that strange then it feels kind of strange though what happens um, but if it happens very often, it hasn't happened in a while now, one of those <coughs> occurrences. <coughs> he calls them weirdo, weirdos, he calls them weirdo stuff. But I always, always took that as kind of an insult, but I can get, I, I can kind of get on board with it. It's, it's, it's pretty weird. Because yeah, I said, you know, talk about weirdo stuff. It's like extra weird. Especially when I was explaining the, the Hawaii stuff. Like, not only is it weird that you would think... They would laser down stuff, but the fact, and the blue, they're talking about the blue thing of the, the blue stuff, and then the Simpsons episode about and the blue thing in the Simpsons episode of the laser thing. But then I thought about it before it even happened. Whether it's real or not, that that stuff actually is happening. The fact is that I thought about it before it did happen or not happen, whatever you think may have happened. <laughs> okay. I will continue on in my walk because I'm starting to waffle now. Waffle. Always being a waffle. Yeah, I just had to check that I was actually real, what I saw. And here is this, uh, the thing. It's called A Sort of Homecoming with David Letterman. And uh, here's the clip at about 57 minutes in. 
There you go. So I just had to make sure that actually was real. I'll go back and check it. So yeah, Disney Plus, Bono and The Edge. Uh, a sort of homecoming with Dave Letterman. About 57, 58 minutes in. Yeah, I just had to check that was real myself. There you go. So it is. And that did happen. The, the thing where, you know, I had the thought or whatever it was. And then I was like, yeah, right. And then I seen it. Okay, weird. There you go. Happened, obviously, and there it is. So but I actually did see it as well. So I was wondering. I was just checking to make sure the second bit was definitely real, that he actually did go there. <laughs> and I did see it. So there it is there. All right, so while I'm here, I might talk a little bit about stocks. Uh, Michael Burry, who is made famous for predicting the... Uh, housing crisis or the the big fall in 2008 um, and they based the film The Big Short on him. He has in the last week or so put two big shorts on the S&P 500, the SPY and uh, the QQQ, which I think is sort of more or less NASDAQ. Um, so uh, he's basically betting against the whole market, put options he put on. So he's basically betting on the whole market to go down and i think so far he's doing okay it's slowly kind of going down but is it just a retracement or he i mean he put big bets on so it seems like he thinks it's going to be more than just a retracement um you uh yeah the qqq um etf Tracks the NASDAQ 100 index, yeah. Which is basically technology, more or less. Um, you know, your Googles, your Apples, Microsoft, NVIDIA, Intel, Amazon, maybe. Google, they say that. Meta, probably. Things like that. Um, so I'm just looking here. Uh, just having a look today. Yesterday, I got back out of the bad trade, the silo one, which is good. Uh, yesterday was kind of a scratch day. I did okay, but then sort of went back to break even. Um, I'm using um, Interactive Brokers, and I'm using their Trader Workstation as a platform. And um, I recommend it because there's all sorts of things you can do. A lot, of, a lot of people start with, um, and I also have Trader. Uh, what is it? Trading Trading View. As well, you can use that to it's good it's good to kind of beginner to start on that. But um, then there's a lot of other kind of things that I used to use when I did futures years ago. I used to use um, Ninja Trader. Um, but so far, this one it's a bit clunky. This one, and it's not the prettiest, but it's pretty quick with the 
you know, the data and I don't know, I think I have it configured okay here for my purposes, so therefore I recommend it. But uh, So the basics are time and sales, which is just this, what they call tape. And you can just kind of see some of the orders going in. Of course, you're not going to see all the orders. Some of them, there's black pools and all this. There's all sorts of things you can learn about, you know. Most people start off by learning the candlesticks and different patterns. So pattern recognition being one of the things. Um, but it depends what China's kind of... Premier Lee says Sino-U.S. relations, economic and trade cooperation are facing some difficulties requiring both sides to show sincerity, moving toward each other and making joint efforts. So it depends what kind of trader you want to be. What I'm listening to there is a stream of a stock scanner. And uh, he's just kind of calling out the latest uh, sort of news, if there's any spikes or if there's any latest news, and sometimes the earnings and things like that. The earnings, So earnings, you can look at the earnings of different companies in the day. Some of them are in the day, they're like pre-market. Some of them are kind of after market. Um there's all sort of calendars you can do. Like today, I'm looking at Forex Factory. Uh, let's see. It's the 21st today. And to see if there's any big news today, which there isn't today on Monday. Not really. Usually, there's a red folder for any kind of bigger news. Then I have, um, you know, just standard sort of Discord, you know, rooms or whatever you want to join yourself, whatever you're interested. So if you're swing trading, uh, what I tend to do is sort of day trading, but sometimes they turn into sort of swing trades, which is you're not really supposed to do. That's supposed to be the other way around. But uh, China's Lee says China and U.S. are fully capable of developing together and joining hands to make greater contributions to a better future for all mankind. China is willing to work with the U.S. to jointly safeguard international trade rules and ensure stability of global industrial chain. Okay, so uh, he's... Charlie, by the way, and I think he's kind of um, doing this sort of a, what do you call it, a vox box or whatever, sort of a, a talking stream. For, I think he's from Benzinga, but he's well known. I think he was around when I was doing this years ago as well. Although I wasn't doing stocks years ago, I was doing futures, which is commodities. So there's commodities and then there's yeah, stocks and things like that. There's loads of things I wish that I had when I was starting years ago, but that, that are there now. You can learn all kinds of things. You just, whatever you don't know, just go on YouTube. You'll find it. Somebody will teach you how to do it. You don't need to pay any money or anything if you're interested in doing these things. But definitely do Simulator for at least at least a year, if not two years, um, before and be profitable in it before you even risk um, any of your money, if you are risking any money, make sure it's money that you can already lose. And that's it. And otherwise, and you can go on tilt and you can gamble and, you know, you can let your emotions take over and all that. But, you know, obviously that's not what you want to do. And that's what you will end up doing for the first three, you'll, three or four times and you'll blow your account. But that's what, that's what learning is. Um, China's Lee said China will continue to expand market access, comprehensively optimize business environment. Well, obviously, you want to get to a stage where you're not doing that and the trading itself is quite boring and you're just going in small amounts and collecting small things. Um, I'm trying to stay away from scalping. I'm trying to get a bit better than just scalping. I want to stay in trades a bit longer if I can. And um, I have done a few swing trades now. I'm trying to get used to that a little bit as well. 
and I'm trying to get used to options as well. So, um, a little different than than the way I used to do things years ago. But uh, I um, I'll see how it goes, and and uh, and if you want to know anything more, put comments below or something, or let me know. I can I can do some I can do some tutorials or whatever. Uh, so the other thing is so I mentioned time and sales. Then there's level two. You can look at level two, which is kind of the bigger orders coming in and you can see the bid and the ask and then the spread between the bid and the ask as well. And also then patterns on the charts as well can mean different things uh, depending on, you know, the volume and stuff like that. There's a lot of people. There. And then, of course, you can have the news if there's any news coming out, all that kind of stuff. And there's different ways of there's fundamental analysis, technical analysis and and of course the support and resistance zones or whatever you want to call it. Then there's all sorts of other things you can search online. There's this guy that's Inner Circle Trader. I think he kind of, I think he's more with Forex and that, but he's still, he's taken pretty seriously from what I can tell from the trading community. And he has all sorts of, um, you know, ways of, you know, particular ways of doing things and spotting particular patterns and all this kind of stuff. Um, so you can go really in depth as well on it if you if that's your thing. Um, certainly lots of things to learn and lots of interesting news and stuff every day. You kind of stay on top of things. But the main thing is um, not to get too deep in loss and um, and uh, you are going to lose. You're going to lose every day. But um, th the idea is to keep the losses small and be, be able to recoup them. Uh, and more than recoup them, obviously, because you want to be um, profit over the longer term. So... Um, Ideally, you want to start with about thirty grand in your um, in your simulator, and by the end of the year, you you're hopefully maybe doubling that within a year, um, you know. And then you know some people are more aggressive; they can they can do a lot more than that. Um, so you can go by percentage as well. You can you can have a daily goal. Um, you know, maximum for me probably be 5%. And that's if I'm doing extremely well of the account. And then you can go from there and see how you do. But yeah, that would be, the minimum would be to sort of double it within the year. Um, doubling it every month, of course, is, is much more desirable, but that's much more difficult. So, um, yeah, but that'd be, that'd be the two sort of extremes and um, yeah there's, what else can i say i like to put them in little graphs the, the popular ones of the day that are that are starting to get you know a lot a bit of volume then i look at the gap up and the gap downs and, and there's things that you can look up on benzinga website or uh, barchart.com uh, or go to nasdaq.com and look at the earnings calendar there's ipos that you can look at um that are coming on online and there's also, things that you can look up on the federal, the, what do you call it, the FDA, Federal Drug Administration, see what's coming up, if there's any new things coming up on that. And then there's another website called openinsider.com, and you can see kind of the latest uh, insider buys from big companies and, and CEOs and stuff. And uh, sometimes uh, if there's big purchases, you might see that reflected in the stocks within a couple of days or within a couple of weeks. So to keep an eye on any big ones coming out on that. 
Uh, fin, Finviz is another good website, F-I-N-V-I-Z.com. And Guru Focus, if you want to follow gurus like Michael Burry and what he's doing. And then there's all sorts of other things you can do. You can have, you can even set up things automatically where you follow particular gurus and you just put on the same trades as they do, only with a less percentage. And it just, you can have that done automatically for you. And so you can just earn as much as they do percentage-wise. Um, I've thought about that. And I've tried one, I've tried one called... Uh, eToro, which is it wasn't following the, the gurus but it was following the, some other guy doing, I was trying to find the best, the most successful one and uh, I even put very little money in it so I don't know how that's doing but it wasn't doing too, I mean it was only going up by, I don't know, 50 cents or something so I haven't even checked on that but um, I think most people do not do well in eToro but yeah, I think the statistics are like only 3% are successful or something. So, But if if you do treat it like uh, like gambling, then it is gambling and it can be gambling. But, um, you know, if you learn and if you keep keep at it and do it right, it is possible to be successful. Slim chance of it, but... Um, and a lot of work, it takes a lot of work and you got to be there kind of every day. But... Uh, you know, if you want to do it, it's kind of what you got to do. So, I'm back in the hot seat. Although, you wouldn't call it a hot seat. Again, it's pretty boring. It's uh, only 8 a.m., so the market will be open in about an hour and a half. It's nearly 8 a.m., 10, 10 to 8 a.m., market time. Um, so, that's it. That's uh, the market section of the podcast. diddle It's very close when I press, uh, when I come back into it to press record or resume or replace. And sometimes the button goes back to replace just as I'm touching it. I'm like, oh shit, it's going to delete the whole thing. But anyway, should give it a, like a, a little more, another second before it does that. But it didn't though. It's continuing. Uh, just before I exercise, um, yeah, I wanted to kind of wrap up, but also I wanted to put down this idea about uh, music, uh, consensus music. So <laughs> you have an AI, for example, that just makes music. Say, say try to keep it simple. We go layer by layer, and there is a consensus group, okay? But there has to be a certain amount of people that agree with it. You could do different groups, so let's start. It doesn't have to be layer by layer, but just let's start with a beat, okay? So the AI will go through different beats. So I'll start with one beat or a different beat. And some people might vote yes, some people might vote no. You know, it's like you're skipping to the next one, skipping to the next one. So say it has 100, maybe 1,000 beats, whatever. People are just skipping, 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 right? So they're just voting up yes or no or up or down. So the one that has the most uh, consensus will be the beat. And then it says, you know, beat chosen. So that'll be the beat. That's the first layer, right? Now, it might vary a little bit for the chorus, whatever. So the next thing is a little bit of melody. So say, go through different melodies, similar sounds. The consensus will go down. 
and it could be anywhere from 10 people to 10,000 people or more, you know, a million people. And so they're selecting up or down, you know, voting what the melody kind of should be around. And the one with the most consensus then wins. That's kind of be the, the bare bones melody, the basic sort of melody that's going to work off. Then it'll go into some maybe synth or pads or background thing. Then uh, maybe some, not lyrics yet, but some sort of idea of what the lyrics might sound like, like like a different melody almost over the over the other melody in a way. So that's what vocals kind of are, aren't they? And then, uh, you know, get a consensus on that. And then eventually people will vote their favorite song uh, and the, the song will make itself and it will be number one because everybody voted it to be the best song. So the best songs will come out of like a hive mind kind of thing by voting what they what they want. So it's a little bit like, um, you know, something being made by a committee. I suppose it could go terribly wrong <laughs> and the songs would probably end up maybe sounding terribly drab, but maybe not. It could be, it could be, it'd be a good experiment to, and I'm sure maybe something might even exist similar to that already. I don't know. Um, but I don't know if there's an AI, a quicker version that does it really quick, you know. Um, I'm just starting my exercise here, so just want to get that idea down. And uh, yeah, it turns off when I'm reversing, that's what it is. And um, the other thing is, uh, oh, it turned off again while I was reversing. And now it is recording. That's strange. So it turned off when the car turned off too. And yeah, interesting. Anyway, yeah, and I did briefly have a look at what the quantum financial system is there. I'll just briefly what it says here. Quantum financial system is an emerging financial system that is based on advanced quantum computing technology. It is said to be designed, uh, uh, chat GBT. It is said to be designed to replace the current financial system with a more secure, efficient, and transparent alternative. The QFS is believed to utilize quantum computing algorithms and cryptography techniques to enable faster and more accurate financial transactions, as well as provide enhanced data security and privacy. It is also rumored that the QFS will eliminate the need for third-party intermediaries such as banks and enable direct peer-to-peer -peer transactions. However, it is important to note that the specifics of the QFS remain spe speculative and there is a lack of concrete evidence or widespread adoption of the system at this time. So there you go. That's a fair enough answer there from sort of a chat GPT. Um, Actually, this one is not exactly ChatGPT, but it basically is. But if you download Lucid, L-U-C-Y-D, there's a way that you can, and I'm using it on my iPhone. Now, I haven't used it many times, but what you can do is you can replace it with Siri. So ChatGPT will talk back to you. I'm sure there's loads of different ways of doing that as well. But, you know, um, Lucid, it's actually um, sunglasses. You can have it in your sunglasses. That's what it originated from, L-U-C-Y-D. Look, I'm going to wrap it up. It's coming up to one hour almost. So that one, I suppose, we make a good sort of a podcast thing. And yeah, I'll just get this uploaded. Uh, listen to Frank's latest Onsug radio thing that looks interesting. Going to have a look at that. 
and different things. And see you back here for the next time and lots more interesting things. Have a think about all those things that I said and think about them. And, you know, I don't know, life goes on. Then we all die. Okay, goodbye.